People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. about pickles and chicken on pizza welcome to episode 87 of the 20 by 20 ring crew i am joe i'm here with matt what's up matt i'm a little grossed out by that but <laughs> what's going on um yeah that was the first time i've ever seen dill pickle chips on chicken I don't quite understand it. And uh, pizza. On pizza. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. On pizza, my bad. Yeah. Pizza, chicken, and dill pickles on pizza. I, I don't understand it. I'm a pickle fan too. Sure. So, I don't get it. But I mean, I'm all about, I'm all about experimenting now. I mean, the, depending on who I'm with, I'm, I'm by myself. I'm an extra cheese, maybe pepperoni guy, but, you know the. Going out to pizza brewings with the missus now, and it's like throwing jardinera, throwing garlic, oh, throwing you know all this other stuff that I usually wouldn't get, and I'm fine with that. But I don't know about dill pickles. Yeah, I don't know, man. She she did mention one time somebody ordered anchovies that she was with, and she she said uh, she responded to the fact that it wasn't that bad, and uh, I almost said the, the date's over. It's it's super salty <laughs> fish, is what it is. We, I mean, we need to go. Like, and they're so small. And most of them are so small and fragile. Like, they just they melt in your mouth. But mm. the, it's besides the point. Like, it doesn't belong on pizza. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, and speaking of super salty, um, <laughs> there's a there's a plethora of people out there, and and you and I. I know this is a real wrestling podcast. We do our best to try to watch everything, but it just didn't really work out this weekend for, for Joe and I. But So you and I did not watch Full Gear. No, uh, you and I both read results. Yeah. Uh, I've seen still images. I did get to watch half of the Kenny Omega-John Moxley match, which was awesome. Yeah. what I've seen. There are people out there who are really super salty with every single thing that they did that particular night. Well, you know, I, I'm, so I'm sitting there, and I'm not going to... Normally, I would uh, I would send a shout out to this person, that person, or, or what have you. But I was watching the stream illegally, <laughs> so what? No shout outs there. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm watching just that match, and uh, I tuned in halfway through the match, so I only saw the the latter half. But um, one of the guys that was commenting while the video was playing. He uh, he made he made a a reference to Kenny Omega being buried, and, and, and to I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something to the effect of, "Is this all Kenny Omega can do?" Meaning hardcore wrestling, because so, so he really asked that. Yeah, he really asked that. Okay, and I told him I'm like, this is merely one facet of what Omega can do. Like you got to go back and watch his old DDT stuff. And uh, you'll be able to see, you know, quite a bit, you know. And obviously, if you don't know, go check out New Japan. Jesus, yeah. And, and you know, you'll get to see him do uh, strong style and what have you. And, and the guy's like, well, 
if people are just tuning in to see him for the first time or they're they're just starting to get to know Kenny Omega all they're going to see is this and you know I don't like the way AEW has buried him since uh, the TNT show started and I'm like who said anything about being buried I'm like do you realize they're a brand new company and you have to get all of the talent over yeah like they're starting from scratch like nobody's being buried like you don't want over saturation of anybody at this point because let's face it their biggest competition whether they want to cop to that or not is if in most fans eyes the WWE and what does the WWE do they oversaturate oversaturate their product with the same shit over and over and over again so why would you want Kenny Omega out there every fucking week doing the same thing over and over and over again? Why? So that you could bitch about it? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> I'm glad you made that point because that's, that's exactly what I've come across uh, really since the inception of AEW um, was that hard, that hard pill to swallow that Guys like the Young Bucks, guys like Cody, guys like Kenny Omega, who are all executive vice presidents. So an executive VP is not going to get buried in his own company. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, so I'm gonna, that, that right there, that, that should be enough to tell you that he's just doing his job. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's a double-edged sword they're living by because you, you have the situation where the Young Bucks uh, essentially jobbed to private party. A few weeks ago, in, in the first round of the tag team tournament, they uh, we're gonna, we're giving away results here. They <laughs> they lost to uh, San, uh, Ortiz and Santana, who apparently are now being called proud and powerful. Yeah, okay, that, that's the thing. Okay, so um, and people had a problem with that. People had a problem with that. Like, what, young, why are young bucks losing these these high profile matches? Same thing with Kenny Omega. Why is he dropping uh, to Moxley? And it's 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 kind of a double edged sword because if the Young Bucks won both of those matches, all you would see is all oh, the Young Bucks they're doing what WCW used to do. They're gonna bury all this talent. Yeah. So either they're being buried or they are doing the burying. It, it's it's a double edged sword right now. You 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 have to just be patient, guys. Keep in mind, not including. I'm, I'm starting October third when Dynamite started. They they've been around for barely a month. Yeah. You gotta give time. You gotta give things time to develop, and that's that's the key here. You know, is Kenny Omega going to be on a on a losing streak for forever? No, not that he is now, because he's last time I watched on Dynamite, he won his match. It was a tag match. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, these things, these things are going to happen. These things, these things have to happen. You know, you can't run your company and have the Young Bucks you know, run wild on everybody. Because I use that term because then it would be WCW all over again. <laughs> then you'd be Hulk Hogan. Then you'd be Kevin Nash. You'd be guys like that where you're, you have to win all the fucking time. When in reality, it is very much a, a probability that Ortiz and Santana, who many people within the the, the, the hardcore wrestling fans would say are as good or even better than the Young Bucks. And I'm not going to get into that, that, that debate per se, but definitely Ortiz and Santana 
as far as best tag teams in the world today, they're up there. If they're not your number one, um, and a, a team like Private Party is a team that is on on a fast track of becoming that team. So it's very plausible that the Young Bucks lose those matches. It was a it's, it's a big deal that the Young Bucks didn't run no pun intended, no, but run buckshot in that tournament. And, you know, cause then you get the criticism of, well, the VPs are now taking the belts, you know, situation that Cody did. And they turned into a storyline where a VP is going to take the belt. Um, Kenny Omega, not that he's fighting for any titles right now, but same situation. You have to get other talent over. And as far as anybody ever questioning whether Kenny Omega can do anything besides hardcore, you are a casual fan, and you just need to do homework before you start having conversations <laughs> with people. Because uh, that's an idiotic statement, uh, idiotic question. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I know they said there's no such thing as stupid questions. That's a stupid one. That's a stupid question. Uh, you're, you're very uneducated. I mean, Kenny Omega became one of the biggest names in the world by doing strong style wrestling, which is not hardcore. It's actually the complete opposite of that. Um but people had a problem with this. People had problems with the, the main event, uh, Moxie and Omega. They said it was too violent, and there's a lot of people out there that are screaming, this is just a higher-profile ECW, that they, they're going through the, the unsanctioned matches too many times, which we did talk about last week. Um, not for the hardcore aspect, but for the win-losses aspect. Because even though Kenny Omega lost the match, this is not a loss that's going to count against his win-loss record in the rankings uh, because of that cop-out unsanctioned, it's not doesn't count thing. But um, what say you? What, what say you? I mean, you have Moxie Omega. You have the situation with Cody and the bleeding that, that took place in the match before that. Uh, though you had said that was probably not supposed to be as brutal as it was. I'd imagine it wouldn't, depending on how you described it. That seemed pretty, pretty fucking dangerous if it was meant to be that, yeah. that bad. Um, that's just it. Just sounds like one of those things where wrestling live, live TV goes wrong. Uh, but Moxie Omega, um, was it too, was it too hardcore for, for the people out there that are complaining about it? Not for, it? not for me. It wasn't too hardcore for me, but I'm also not a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I, I I don't know what product they're watching because, you know, this is this they, they I'm I'm hearing that this is all AEW does, and I I don't know what you're watching. I I haven't seen that many hardcore matches. They make it sound like oh, Riho's defending the title in a barbed wire steel cage. No, yeah. that 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 doesn't happen. That was just a singles you know, match. There's no. There's no kendo sticks. There's you know none of that shit in in the women's matches that I can remember. Um, yeah, I, I I don't get it. I don't get why. Like, what show are you watching? Yeah, are you watching the same show? <laughs> I had this happen earlier tonight, and it mm-hmm. wasn't with a wrestling fan. It was with some. It was with someone from my household. We weren't watching wrestling. We were watching a baking show. Okay. And it's a funny baking show, but we're watching the same fucking episode, and that person asks me, are they using, uh, like, Rice Krispie Treats? 
Now, we're watching the same fucking screen. If you can't see <laughs> that they're using Rice Krispie Treats on the screen, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And that's that's what I'm telling uh, all the people out there. You and I watch the same episodes of AEW. Yeah. You're going to sit there and try to tell me that they're too hardcore? Why? Because they have an unsanctioned match here and there that, that gets pretty brutal? And if you look at the unsanctioned matches, none of them have happened on TNT, their weekly TV show. They've been on pay-per-view and been on YouTube. Um, what, what, what do people expect with the when it comes to the term unsanctioned? What yeah. do you think is going to happen? Well, see, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I get the comparison of WWE, but this is, again, this is not WWE. This is not TVPG. WWE, during a time called the Attitude Era, which everybody loves... They were doing shit like this. You saw chairs all the fucking all time. All the time. Uh, and it was, it was actually oversaturating, to, to be honest with you. This is done... Sparingly. Sparingly. By comparison, anyway. And when it's done, it's meaningful. You know, even even if it's after a post... I'm not saying that we haven't seen people go through tables or chairs or seen chairs on Dynamite. We've seen that. I mean, sure, we've seen a skateboard be used on an episode of Dynamite. But it's, it's still done... With with meaningful effect, it's not just hardcore to be hardcore, but every single match on that card, you know, that's it, it's bullshit. I mean, you look at that the tag team tournament that, that we just we got done seeing. Great tag, great tournament for a short eight team or seven team tournament. I don't recall seeing any fucking weapons in those tournament yeah. in those tournament matches. Uh, maybe beforehand, with, with when it comes to, to SoCal and Censored and, and the Lucha Brothers. But as far as the matches go, they were clean. Um, throughout the throughout the car, the women's the women's division has been all clean thus far. You know, you've seen stuff between Omega and Moxley, but again, they're they're pushing, they're advertising what's going to end up being a, an unsanctioned street fight or a lights out match. Yeah. So you're going to see that. That's 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 advertisement. You know, Jericho and Cody, would you see that a little bit more? Sure, because this has become a very personal rivalry. It's a lot of times that happens. Um, but Adam Page and, 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 and Pac, this is just two two hard-hitting guys that just wanted to beat the shit out of each other. I didn't see the match. I don't know if there's any weapons that happened in their match. Yeah, same here. But go, going into the rivalry, I didn't see any of that. It was a lot of shit-talking and, and a lot of just... Stiff moves and a little bit of strong style, a little bit of you know just good old fashioned ass you know ass whipping wrestling, and that's that's all it was. No weapons involved. Um, so I just I don't know where these people are getting at. I mean, it's it's a stretch. You guys are stretching too hard, reaching too much to to try to find something to bitch about, um, which is amazing to me because. You watched this somehow, whether it was illegally or <laughs> you dropped the fifty bucks. You're watching it. Are you are you watching it just to find something bad? I I, I don't know what what you guys are doing here, but it's uh, it's kind of pathetic if you really think about it. Yeah, I agree. There's a there's a a definite level of uh, patheticness there. I mean, we're watching the... I'm sorry to cut you off. No, here, no, but, you're but fine. We're watching the episode of Raw. This is the November 11th episode of Raw. I mean, Drew McIntyre just powerbombs Sin, Sin Cara 
uh, onto the floor. I mean, that's not a wrestling mat. Should we be up in arms because he did that? Or should we be like, wow, that's a brutal spot? Because that happens in pro wrestling. And Drew McIntyre is a brutal wrestler that beats the shit out of people. That might be the last time we see Sin Cara in a WWE ring, by the way. He has requested his release. Well, that's a, that's not even the real Sin Cara anymore. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah. the other Sin Cara. Yeah. <laughs> he used to wrestle under the name uh, Unico. Uh, and actually, Tangaloa was his... Uh, back when he was Camacho... Mm-hmm. Was his like bodyguard? At, right, used to, they used to ride around on the on the racist stuff, racist stuff. But um, yeah, Sin Cara. That's not even the real Sin Cara. They actually the the, the original Sin Cara, who's by the way related to Dragon Lee and Roosh, uh, he's still in CMLL. Which which I always given not to go back into that conversation, but I found that weird that he wasn't part of that. Like when Roosh and Dragon Lee were all let go by CMLL why he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. But yeah, we are watching the... Oh, Jesus. We are watching the November 11th edition of WWE's Monday Night Raw. As we just seen uh, the WWE version of Sin Cara lose a match against uh, Drew McIntyre. And now we're watching... Um, a Modelo commercial. Our, well, our truth <laughs> was dancing in the ring. Yeah, our truth, who for the first time in like five months is not the twenty four seven champion. Jesus. Um, and on our other screen, we're watching New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, San Jose show from this past weekend. Yeah, that was the uh, November 9th. Uh, that took place from San Jose, California. With uh, El Fantasmo defending his Rev Pro British Cruiserweight Championship against a uh, show of Rapungi 3K in both of his cauliflowered ears. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it is. They're, they're pretty gross, dude. Every time, the, every time we see close-ups, man, they just don't look like... You know what they look like? Do you ever see those candies that are supposed to be flying saucers? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what they look like. Maybe that's what's in his ears. Like little pieces of candy. Got a lion tamer there. You'll see those. You'll see that. that, that No, you don't. Not quite locked in. He wasn't quite in the back of the the neck, but that's still impressive nonetheless. But uh, anyways, AEW Full Gear took place uh, Saturday, November 9th. From the Royal Farms Arena, Baltimore, Maryland. Again, I, we got to go back and watch it. Um, just been a busy weekend for both of us. So, if you haven't seen it, you can all get again. You can check that out. Bleacher Report. It's probably still on uh, pay per view. If you guys are still cable, if check your local cable provider. Um, other than that, uh, there's not much for us to talk about with that because we really didn't see it. Um, Everybody, everybody retained their titles. Cody, uh, by technicality, can no longer challenge for the <laughs> AEW World Championship thanks to uh, a technical submission by way of MJF throwing in the towel, literally throwing in the towel. Uh, very a la Arnold Scullin and Bob Backlund. 
that's merely <laughs> one instance yeah. out of many. That's the one that popped in my head. Yeah, no. And, that's and, a very famous one or infamous one. Yeah, and you know what? That's It's one of those things. You and I were talking about it before we started recording. Like, how can people bitch about that happening? Or, or on the other side of that token, how can they enjoy that, but then they'll sit there and say, oh, I don't like old school wrestling. Guess where that came from? Yeah. You know how many times that fucking happened over yeah. the years? Like, good lord. The, the story that they that they could tell, again, this is be patient. Look, Cody is, is going to wrestle for the AEW World Championship again. I, I can almost guarantee that, okay? Um, it's just too soon. It's too soon, and the timing was off. But this isn't this like that ultimate hero's journey of the that impossible feat. Yeah, I mean stories that they can tell with this. I give it time. He's gonna the right place, right time. Cody, Cody will be champion or at least competing for that title again. And he should be champion because he's that he's that good, uh, and he deserves to be. And I don't I I, I want to squash it here at least for my for my sake on this ep- on, on this podcast. I don't give a shit who the booker is for any company. If it makes sense for business, then they yeah they should reap the benefits. They should be champion. If it made sense for Hogan to be champion for all those fucking times, then yeah, have it have it happen. But it was clearly what's different then is that it's clearly a guy that is over overusing himself and is getting himself over and not getting a damn thing else over and does nothing for that belt. Very much what Brock Lesnar's doing with that belt right now. Where in this case, you have... You, and and this, might, this might be a year, two years from now, whatever. I mean, now, right now, Cody's probably going to focus on MJF for the immediate future to why that fucking happened or what have you. And then, you know, somehow, some way, gets himself back into that title picture, and it might not be that long. It could be even shorter than that, but it, it could it could go all the way to next year with All Out Two, you know, where Cody gets himself a shot somehow and then wins it at that show or whatever. But that hero's journey is is now is is now here, and it can be written. And you know, it's just a matter of giving everything. Everybody needs to chill the fuck out, give them time. Because I'm not including all out in this at all. I'm I'm including October third and 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 on. They've only been around for a little over a month. You have to give storylines time. Which is why we don't see talent the same talent every single week. Yeah. You have an entire roster that you're writing storylines for. You're going. You're going to have to in order to keep it fresh you're going to have to have your roster switch out weeks there's just no you know and and i'm totally cool with that i love that idea Mm -hmm. i love the idea that we only get to see certain talent on aew dark yeah it's like great finally what a simple concept to take dark matches that the fans normally would never see right and put them somewhere so that we can you know? Right, you know, and they can just be matches. They can, you know, you can add storylines to it. You can add other things. Like Cody has the has his little spot where he interviews somebody. Usually, you have Tony Schiavone running down cards, talking about things. Filling. There's there's a lot of things you can do in an hour's time, as well as show those matches. 
and and you know advertised matches. You know, we talk about the the big eight man tag matches, advertised tag matches while talking about a fucking tournament. This is this is not hard. This is not a hard concept. Um, it's something that should have been happening a long time ago, but uh, thankfully AEW had the the mindset to to do something like that, and it, and it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. It makes sense that you know if you're a, a big wrestling fan, Shima's never been on Dynamite, but he's based on every single episode of Dark, and you, know, you can wrestle. I mean, you can see him wrestle somebody, and be, it can just be first time ever matches, and it's like this is the only way to see it. Well, this, this is a must watch. If you <laughs> even know remotely who that man is, this is a must see. So like they they do stuff like that, and I applaud them for that because. It's um. Uh, they they found a way to take, I you know essentially the B show if you want to even call it that, <laughs> and make it relevant to where it's like oh it's okay to be on the show, it's okay to do this show because it's still very much relevant. Um. Yeah, I it's it's just uh, it's something that other organizations would find insulting, you know, or this is where the lesser talent come to, come to play. No, we we saw Kenny Omega versus uh, Joey Janela. Yes, I, I know it was a lights out match, but we got to see that match on episode of Dark. You didn't see that on Dynamite. You saw that on the B show. So I mean it's not just like Jobber versus Jobber or you know, mid Carter versus mid Carter. Like these are main event talent that you're seeing on this, on this show, and it's it's also helping promote the following night's episode of Dynamite as well. So it's it's just it's just good for business. I love it. I love that idea. Um, we should talk about a company that we talk about a lot and doesn't always do things that are good for business, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a question for you. Okay. All right. I want your honest opinion. As always. Would you rather face one Brock Lesnar-sized hornswoggle? Okay. Or, or would you rather fight 100 hornswoggle-sized Brock Lesnar's? One Brock Lesnar-sized hornswoggle? So one really fat guy, really tall fat guy, but he moves like a small person. I I would I just I'd have to see that. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to see that. I'd have to see like uh, the six foot plus guy walk like a small person. Sub question. Okay. Do all of those Brock Lesnar's have to do the F five in unison in order to make it happen? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They have to like stand on each other. I, uh, I I stole that from the Arn Anderson podcast. That was actually asked to him <laughs> during an episode. Why? Um, <laughs> it was it was ask Arn anything, and okay, and they did. And I I just found that so fucking amusing. I've been having fun with that all week, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's all about perspective. Let me tell you. Speaking of. Hornswoggle and Brock Lesnar. Um, you and I watched Ring of Honor unauthorized. Yes. It took place from uh, somewhere Pittsburgh. somewhere in Ohio. Oh no, it was Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, yeah, yeah. Ohio. There you go. 
here's here's a, a here's a thought. So that show and the two shows after that show. Do you realize, Matt, that we had more listeners in our of our podcast? Then Ring of Honor had people in the arena. No. Yes. Is that a feather in our cap, or is that? I don't on? know. I don't know whether to <laughs> be excited or shocked at Ring of Honor. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I'm torn. I'm torn. It's like, don't get me wrong. I realize we're a small time. Yeah. There's, you know, I have no delusions of grandeur, neither does Matt. But to hear though that the, that is a relevant comparison, it's it's shocking to me. Like why? Why why why? Why Ring of Honor? What did you do? What are you doing wrong? We watched that. I watched it again with my daughter. We were getting a kick out of the the match, the tag match, where um, Shane Taylor and his crew ended up just leaving. Um, uh, I forget his name. I know you're talking about. Though. Yeah, uh, they left him all by himself to face uh, Cole Cabana. Who was that? Todd Cole, Sinclair. Todd Sinclair, Ian Riccoboni, Gator the cameraman, and uh, one of their promoters. Yeah. Um. She she flipped her shit when Todd actually leapfrogged uh, his opponent, or their only <laughs> opponent. Like, he got up there, and he was so excited. He did a couple karate chops, and she she lost her shit. She was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't... You could tell the guys were having fun in the ring, and and all night, like the you know every match had a different stipulation, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Every match worked. Where for you? Where do you think? What's what's what is the the loss in translation here? Because you and I just watched, um, unfortunately, uh, the whole twenty four seven title situation on Raw. Yeah. You had R-Truth come out. He did his little song and dance. Right. The Singh brothers came out. There was some sort of a match. They end up running in the back. And there was a whole bit and they ran into... Um, what was it? Eric uh, Rowan, Eric right? Rowan. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> and he demolishes the Singh brothers. Yeah. Why does that get a better rating than a severely handicapped match, tag team match between one guy, a referee, an announcer, a cameraman, a promoter, and a wrestler. Yeah. Why? Branding. That's that's all it is. <laughs> um, here here's the thing. You can you could take you could take two let's just let's 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 be fair with that that five-on-one handicap match. As fun and, and, and lighthearted as it, as it was, you know, it's it was kind of shit. We'll call it shit for now, okay? You got two pieces of dog shit, right? You slap a, 
a logo on on the other dog shit. Maybe throw some glitter on it. You know, whatever. Fancy colors. It's still dog shit, right? Sure. But it's more appealing to the eyes. That's what WWE is. WWE is dog shit. It's dog shit that has glitter and fancy colors. <laughs> it's 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 a fucking name is what it is. And that's why you you know, you got people like the Singh brothers who are legit fucking wrestlers running around like a bunch of fucking idiots. Um, I don't know what the hell they're supposed to be now. And uh, you know, they're they're getting beat up by a guy who comes and goes Due to injury throughout his fucking career, and, and nothing special really about him anymore, gets fucking manhandled as they try to reinvent him for the fucking twentieth time. That gets over because it's WWE. It's a name. That's 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 all it is. Nothing more, nothing less. And then you you say you have Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is always just going to be small time. It's small time. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. You know, to that sense, uh, it doesn't matter how goofy they be. Because if you take, if you take the other shit, if you will, the Ring of Honor shit, you know that's shit that's actually, you know, that's they're trying. They they try to because throughout that night, yeah, you had that shit match, but then you had you had other good wrestling matches that took place that night as well. You know, Josh Woods versus Mark Briscoe, for example. Yeah, they had a, a goofy gimmick to it where. Guys had to take shots if had yeah, they had, their partners were taking yeah, shots if they kicked out, but it didn't matter. It was still a good wrestling match, but it doesn't fucking matter so long as they don't have that name. So that's that's why this shit gets over. That's why no matter what AEW does, I'm, I know I'm going back to them, but no matter what they do, no matter how much they continue to fucking kill it. They're still gonna be like, oh, they're they're gonna fade out because they're nothing but a but a fad, because they're not WWE. They're, they, there's nothing can ever be WWE, and it's it's the re, like it's that that mindlessness that we that exists. Reason why, and, and I know I'm gonna sound like a fucking conspiracy theorist now, but <laughs> but but this is the reason why it's shit like it's it's the fucking bonehead remarks like that and the idiots that out there that exist. The reason why corporate America fucking runs this country to begin with because we buy into all this shit. We, we, we bitch and moan about it all the fucking time. WWE needs to get better. They need to get better. They need to get better. They need to get better. And then they refuse to get better, but somebody else gets better. And I'm like, oh, but it's not WWE. So it doesn't <laughs> count. You're a fucking idiot. Like, somebody else is coming in and saying, well, if they're not going to do the job, we're going to do the job. And you're going to be like, no, we just we don't want you to do the job. We want the company to keep fucking us to do the job. But the problem is, they're not going to stop fucking you. And that's what WWE is. I know it's a long answer for your question, but uh, I felt it was necessary to, to go into detail for our listeners to say why something like that exists. The reason why it's going to be hard for, yeah, we are small time. But here's here's the th- here's here's the thing. No, we we don't have any experience in this in this business in in the, in the wrestling business as far as working there. No, we ha- we don't have prior to this podcast a lot of experience as, as as a podcast. Sure, there's there's a lot of improvements that we need to make. Maybe you know somebody suggested the other day maybe get a different logo. I'm always open for fucking uh, room for improvement because I, I feel that we should always strive to grow and become better but yeah we're small time i don't want to be small time forever i like to grow at some point 
Uh, and I know it's going to take a lot of work, but it's going to be even more work for us because I'm not Bruce Pritchard. You know, <laughs> I'm not Eric Bischoff. I'm not Arn Anderson. I, I haven't worked in the fucking business. I kind of look like Arn Anderson. You, you kind of do. Yeah, yeah you kind of do. He goes, he's got a good spine buster, too. Yeah. Uh, but I, it doesn't mean that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. And it doesn't mean that we're not entertaining. Because the people that listen to us like us. It's just a matter of getting more listeners. The same thing with a, a Ring of Honor. People that watch Ring of Honor like Ring of Honor for the most part. You have those casual fans that laugh because Kenny Omega. Well, I should say Kenny Omega because you never really wrestled for Ring of Honor, technically. But Young Bucks and Cody and SoCal and Censored and guys like that left. And, you know, they're, they're just casual fans, and, and that's fine. They exist. But the people that that watch Ring of Honor will still tell you it's a really entertaining fucking product. It just is it, it needs to find a way to promote itself again and get back to the forefront. And I'm not saying it's just that. It seems like management is an issue as well. You know, you we see guys in, in New Japan like Juice Robinson who's out there right now supporting David Finley. He's about to challenge Lance Archer for the uh, U.S. Heavyweight Championship, the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship. It's good to see David Finley back, too. Uh, but, um, you know, we see shit like that uh, with, with Juice Robinson saying, hey, I, I don't like working for Ring of Honor anymore. I, you see, you hear other New Japan guys are saying, I don't like ring for, ring for, working for Ring of Honor. Well, that shit right there, obviously, is fucking horrible for the, for the fucking business. <laughs> um but but yeah, man, it, it it's shit like that, you know. It, where where do we where do we find where do they find that that following again? Because the product is there. The, the all all everything that they're doing is is there. It's good. It's good product. But it's a matter of just finding that niche all over again. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how you do that with WWE. They have the advantage because they're WWE. They're the place where you watched Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. They're always going to have that. But they're also the place where you watch half-ass fucking wrestling. You know, uh, it's, it's a place where guys like Seth Rollins goes, for example, because he's out there right now, has nowhere near the matches levels that he had in Ring of Honor, but because he's halfway athletic... <laughs> and now he's like, you know, to, yeah, D- to WWE guys, he's like, oh, he's the greatest wrestler in the world today. No, he's not. He would not fucking. You can he, yeah, he's got stamina for days, but he wouldn't be able to hold his own at, at wrestling this that style in an independent circuit or a Ring of Honor or an MLW or an AEW. I'm not saying that he's bad, but he's wrestled a lazier style. A lot of guys do that. That's why you see adjustment periods for guys when they leave WWE to go back to independent wrestling. Because you have to go back to actually wrestling again. <laughs> you have to wrestle longer than seven minutes every single fucking night. You know, you actually have to put on an entertaining show. There's, a, there's much more expected out of you other than cutting promos and doing fucking talk show interviews. So, I, but that's that's the thing, though. Like... It's that stupidity of that fan base and, and really just the general population. And I know I'm going to get heat for that shit. But this is kind of the reason why. We bitch about things, but we don't want fucking change to ever happen. We just bitch about change. Um, 
and 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 unfortunately for the companies that are trying to be proactive and do the change, they're being vilified for being too different. No, you got to do that WWE formula. But if they did that WWE formula, you'd bitch about them being copycats. It's it's a lose lose. I don't know because uh, what I've learned from this discussion is uh, all I need is some glitter and some spray paint. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start spraying my dog shit. There you go. I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna sell it. I, I pe- bet it sells. People would buy. It. You put that WWE logo on there. Put a Brock Lesnar, Suplex City <laughs> shit. You know, people would be like, "Oh my god, really? This is from Suplex City? <laughs> I want this." Uh, there's, there, it's just, there's just too many fucking idiots out there. You know what? There's, there's, there was a wrestling fan. I'm not gonna mention his name because I'm about to actually shoot him down here. Oh boy! And I don't want to do that to him on, on, on air. But I used to respect him a lot, and we had a conversation via Facebook group. And uh, you know, somebody. It was around the time that Kofi Kingston dropped the title to Lesnar. Okay. And people were irate about it. WWE marks were irate about it. And he goes on there and says, I don't know what, you know, what are you guys complaining about? Like, you don't watch WWE for wrestling. WWE is just for entertainment. Uh, if, you know, I, that's, that's why I watch New Japan, because that's where I get my, my wrestling from. And I was like, that is the most idiotic statement that could ever come out of a wrestling fan's mouth. You are letting them <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> You are saying it's okay to be a jagoff, to be an asshole. You know, you're saying that's okay because I don't expect anything from you. What I, <laughs> I, I expect everything from New Japan, but from you, I don't expect a damn thing. You know, just be goofy, be yourself. Yeah. And I just, at this point, I was like, I have lost all fucking respect for 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 that kind of opinion. Because, but that exists. That's another thing that exists. It's a uh, it's oh it's WWE it's okay because it's WWE it's okay because they gave us Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold and Rock it's okay because eventually they'll be somewhat decent it's okay it's not okay ladies and gentlemen it's not you guys deserve better whether you whether you're an idiot or not you deserve better you don't deserve to have your time to be wasted I agree I laugh but I agree man you uh there's so much other better programming out there, and it's it's literally at our fingertips. And you choose to sit and watch that and just that week after week, and it's like, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> you know, there's so much so much out there. I mean, you get literally have wrestling shows on daily now, from from the smallest company to to you know big companies. They they all exist. Um. There's just no reason. There's no reason to, to just be satisfied with the mundane and, and the same old shit and then complain about it. That's yeah. the thing, too. Like, you're complaining about it while watching it. Watch Impact Wrestling. Watch AEW. Watch NWA. Yes, watch NWA. <laughs> All the NWA. You know, MLW. I mean, we, t- we, we went into detail about their first pay-per-view, the Saturday Night Super Fight, which took place earlier this month. I mean, there's so much out there that is so good that has, you know, a little bit of goofiness, a little bit of the hardcore, a little bit of everything because it's it's the ultimate variety show like it's supposed to be. And you guys just complain about it. Just complain about it. Um, 
I don't know what to say about that. Uh, this is November. We are in November. Uh, we 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 do have two WWE big shows happening later this month. Uh, you have NXT Takeover War Games, and you have WWE Survivor Series. Both take place from Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, right outside Chicago. Um, I do believe Mr. Wrestling Six is actually going to the NXT show. Oh, good so, for him! Good for him, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the War Games, NXT Takeover War Games. They're actually doing two. The first ever all women's war game match. I'm uh, excited. It's not complete yet, but you do have uh, one team of Rhea Ripley, who's now a babyface, which is interesting enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, which interesting that she's in this match, giving her issues with her knee, uh, and Mia Yim versus the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and... Uh, still one more participant to be named. Yeah, so week after week, NXT's been having matches um, with different combatants trying to prove their worth to Shayna Baszler to put them on the team. Uh, I, I like that idea. I like the the idea of proving yourself, not just, hey, we're going to have a team. So Yeah. Um, especially, it, it, it lends a lot of credibility to Shayna Baszler's yeah. heel persona, man. I mean, she's... I was I was afraid. I was afraid a few months ago where they're going to take her with all of this because she was running through opponents left and right. And then, you know, ob- other than the obvious thing to do by adding um more talent to your roster, like yeah. what how else do you how else do you progress her character? And uh I'm I've been pleasantly surprised. You know, she's still running through people, don't get me wrong, but uh it's it's been it's been fun to watch. Um, I really do enjoy her heel work, and I'm really looking forward to an all women's war games. Yeah, uh, I know that <laughs> I've I've heard plenty of gruff about it already. Like, oh man, this is you know this is too violent. This is not going to be good. And well, you know what? This is this is this is the society we live in, and whether you like it or not, this match is going to take place. You don't have to watch it. Yeah, that's the beauty of, of most uh, things on TV these days. You don't have to watch it unless you really want to. Mm-hmm. You know, if you plan on watching NXT, great. You know, if you're uncomfortable watching eight women beat the shit out of each other in the cage, <laughs> then don't watch it. Yeah. But uh, hey, that's what that's what's going to be on the card. Um, I you know I'm I'm by no means a Seth Rollins fan. Right. <laughs> As Matt will tell you, yeah. But uh, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. They have Walter in the ring, beating the shit out of Seth Rollins, right now in a match on Raw, which I never thought I would ever hear myself say that at all. Um, is this a dream match for me? No, but uh, this is interesting nonetheless. I will give I will give it that much. I'm just waiting for the commercial break to happen. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, it'll happen. But yeah, it's it's still cool. It's it's cool. Um, again, like I said last week, do the uh, NXT you know versus you know Raw and SmackDown bit until Survivor Series, and then everybody goes their separate ways again. 
What else do we have on tap for that uh, NXT takeover? We got uh, Undisputed Era yet again, all four members. Uh, they're they're going to be competing again against a team of Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, and Keith Lee. And again, there's a fourth member to be. And that's the other War Games. That's that's a War Games match. Excellent. Who do you think is the that fourth member? I haven't watched. I haven't watched uh, NXT. I'm like, uh, who would you like it behind? To be? Uh, is where's where's Balor at in all this? Is he is he hurt or no no no? He's it's been really interesting, man. He's okay. been coming out and you know at one moment, you know he's throwing up the too sweet and uh, you think he's all about uh, joining the OC. Uh, as a matter of fact, last week AJ Styles had a match. Actually, the OC had a match mm-hmm. and. Um, he came out. He came out at the end because it was the the main event, and AJ Styles went to give the Styles clash to I believe Tommaso Ciampa, and Balor came out and stood at ringside, and AJ looked at him, threw up the two sweet, two sweeted him back, and they're like, oh shit! So he does the Styles clash, and uh, right before he does it, Adam Cole runs in and. Uh, kicks AJ Styles and uh, gives uh, I think it was Tommaso Ciampa a knee a knee to the back of the head and he stared down Finn Balor and Finn Balor looked pretty pretty uh, appeased with what uh, Adam Cole did so I don't know is he undisputed there is he (laughs) <laughs> OC, like it's it's all up in the air. Who do you who do you think who do you think is gonna be that fourth fourth partner? Man, knowing how things go, <laughs> I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Balor, and for my money, I could be wrong, but for my money, I think he joins the team with Keith Lee and company, and uh, he turns on them. But there's the, that's where I'm not uh, completely agreed upon with everybody else. There's a lot of people out there that think Finn Balor's going to turn on them and become Undisputed Era. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And, and quite honestly, the other, the other logical thing here would be him to join, rejoin the OC. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to, I want to see that happen. Yeah. But... There's a third option I don't think anyone is is looking at. And that's Balor starts his own faction. Okay. Because um, why not? He's going to be on NXT. Make it interesting. You know? Make it, inter- make, make it much more interesting than just another Undisputed Era member. Sure, sure. Make it more interesting than just another OC member. Yeah. Because let's face it. I do... I. I don't know if I want to see the OC on NXT all the damn time. Don't get me wrong. I love AJ Styles. Yeah. AJ Styles can do no wrong in my fucking eyes. But uh, Carl Anderson and Anderson and Lou Gallows, um, unless they're going to become NXT caliber and step it up to, to what they used to be, yeah. then I'm not interested. Yeah. Either be that or don't. Like, don't go to NXT and be a Raw tag team. Let's mm. not do that. Somebody had thrown out there the possibility, and I don't know where contracts lie uh, right now, but uh, the possibility of a Tamatunga essentially signing with WWE to go 
to go there. I don't see that happening. No. I, I see that being very little, but I've been hearing hinklings of that from multiple people. And it, it's all a rumor. None of this has been confirmed by, or at least, I, I it's not confirmed, but like an actual being an official rumor. But I was like, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, and that's 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 really bad idea. <laughs> well, and, and if you think about it, he's been really vocal about hating working just about everywhere else. Yeah. He's he's one of the few where he is a big fish in, in a quote-unquote small pond, um, and he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. You know, he he knows what he's got, and he enjoys it. Uh, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. So... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna nix that one. Well, not right only that, away. but he's at that that point in his career too. If you really pay attention to Tamatanga, he's not wrestling a whole lot these days. He's not. He's doing a few days. I mean, the matches he's doing they're worthwhile, but he's not he's not doing a whole lot of, lot of dates these days. Um, and that's I, I don't I don't see him looking forward to picking up that schedule by any, by any means, and uh, and and <laughs> quadrupling it. If you will. Yeah. Right. Uh, real quick here before we hit, uh, we're gonna take a quick, take a quick break. Survivor Series happens the next night again, Allstate Arena. Hello, Chicago, free home Chicago. Um, they are doing a NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown kind of theme. Uh, interesting, interesting concept because you have three triple threat, well, actually multiple triple threat matches, but. You have triple threat matches featuring all the women's champions, which right now is Becky Lynch for Raw, Bailey for SmackDown, Shayna Baszler for NXT. You have a triple threat tag team match with the Viking Raiders for Raw, New Day, who are the new SmackDown tag team champions uh, for Smack uh, SmackDown, yeah. And then Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley for NXT. And then you have uh, basically there's you your can't second- fool me, man. That's Red Dragon. Red Dragon, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. It is. It is. Uh, you have the, um, I guess the second tier ch- uh, singles champions, AJ Styles with the United States title, Shinsuke Nakamura with the Intercontinental title, Roderick Strong for the North American title. I should be more excited about that match, but I'm really not. No. Um, and then you have the you have two five on five on five Survivor Series matches. Uh, for women's and men, women as of, as of this recording, nobody on on Team Raw uh, has been has been made uh, has been announced. Uh, Team SmackDown so far: is Sasha Banks, Carmella, and Dana Brooke. Uh, so they got three out of five, and Team NXT is still yet to be determined. And then for the men, uh, Team Raw is Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Ricochet, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. Team SmackDown, Team NXT uh, have nobody. To be announced real quick here before I announce the, the 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 last match. This is what I mean about this fucking product. You have Walter versus fucking Seth Rollins, and they fucked that up. Yeah, now it's a it's an eight man tag. It's an eight man tag. They <laughs> fucked that up <laughs> because they they had all this bullshit with interference and all this shit. Now it's an eight man tag, and who the fuck cares now? Uh, <laughs> But uh, the other match, uh, oh, the, the only title match of the night, Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship versus Rey Mysterio in what I suspect to be a three-minute squash match. I don't even give it three minutes. So over-under is definitely under. Yeah. I, you know what? I wouldn't take your bet on that because I, I'd probably lose. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't think it's going to be long at all, man. So Brock Lesnar, or excuse me, Rey Mysterio is going to job to Brock Lesnar. And, uh, hopefully that's not the main event. Hopefully that's not your go-home match. I don't think it will be. But that's happening, again, Chicago, Rosemont, whatever you want to call it, Allstate Arena, Survivor Series. What, do, what, what do, What's your take on this so far? I know it's incomplete, but I, any excitement at all? Very little. Um, it, it, it really has been a, a, a little interesting watching the NXT guys guys and gals mix it up with the the two bigger brands because i think it uh, they their their time is it it's this is their just due yeah you know they they should have this shot um but unfortunately because of the way shit gets booked with this company um triple h's people aren't gonna necessarily get to do what what they they do all the time, and and that's the that's the shit. That's the problem with WWE. You get all this talent, they sign them for for certain reasons, and then you get them in the ring, and sooner or later they get watered down. And you know, Matt and I, we love NXT because you don't see that. Yeah, you don't see that watering down, or it's very very little. But you get you get. Everybody has. Uh, <laughs> she was crying. Um, everybody gets time for storylines to develop yeah. and for them to develop their their skill set and become better professional wrestlers. And then now, like they're being forced to mix it up with sports entertainers, and that's the problem. So. Too yeah. much going on. Yeah, I'm a little excited. I'm I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I will watch it. Yeah. You know. Um, my my kid is interested because she has never sat down and watched uh, a Survivor series in oh. it, in its entirety. Okay. Um, Fair enough. And and you know, she's vaguely familiar with the 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 traditional Survivor series team, so Although now it's tweet because it's five on five on five. Yeah, it's so. a lot of people <laughs> just standing around on, a, on an apron. And and that was that was the thing she took took away from uh, the very few matches that she watched because I, I had her watch some of the old stuff. Okay. Um, I think the first like two or three. Okay. We perused here and there, and that was that was her takeaway. Like you know, there's just a lot of people just standing around not doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's kind of how this works. That's how that's how a lot of jobs are. <laughs> um, it's got a good time to go on break, but uh, I I don't cause I don't really want to talk too much about it. But it's happening December first. Starcade's coming back. No word on if they're going to show the whole thing or not, if it's going to be another fucking, uh, like, one-hour special. But it is happening in Georgia, Infinite Energy Arena in Duluth, Georgia. Uh, it's just a glorified house show. Kabuki Warriors defending the titles against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, which we saw earlier on this episode of Raw, the November 11th episode. Rollins versus Orton. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin for, like, the fucking 20th time. Jesus. <laughs> and, uh... The Fiend defending the Universal title against The Miz in a cage match. Yeesh. Oh, 
Yeesh. Uh, yeah, not not I very good. I feel sorry show. for Starcade, man. That's uh, what a way to insult that name. Um, I, I think uh, I think they do that on purpose now. It's like uh, yeah, right. It's like it's another out shot. Of spite, right? Yeah. Fuck. We're gonna give you our shittiest fucking matches. We're gonna give you Earl Hebner versus. Duluth, Georgia, please. Please don't. Just don't like, go to the show. Don't go to the show. Don't go to the show. What you should do is uh, listen to these ads and uh, come back. Oh, wait. Montez Ford is... Yeah, he, he, he just did that for like two minutes straight. Yeah, he was doing that for, uh, the first time. So Imperium lost uh, the Street Profits. Seth Rollins and Kevin and Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah. Uh, wow, wow! What a what a, a <laughs> what a, what a great great way to fuck. Uh, I hate that fucking stomp. The st- st- curb stomp, yeah. Weak fucking sauce right there. <laughs> I you know I want I want to lo- like Seth Rollins, but like the more that he's there, I just I hate him. I can't stand the fucking guy anymore. Like he's got stamina for days, but that's all he's got. These this hat like this half-ass fucking wrestling he does. Oh my god! All right, all right. Well, anyways, <laughs> we gotta take a time out. We gotta pay some bills because uh, we uh, we we just got to, and uh, we'll be right back. Yep, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I can't tell you what to do. You think you could tell us what to wear? I can't tell you what to wear. You think that you're Hell no, I'm not better. Well, you better get ready. But I am smarter. Bow to the masters. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Rays. Rays will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride-sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you for hanging in there with us while we paid some bills. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors who have stuck with us the entire time of the show, including Amazon, even though, uh, you know, their fire sticks are shit. Cheap, mass-produced, fucking... God, I hate them. Uh, <laughs> but you can find other... Streaming devices on Amazon.com. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. We'll take you there. Shop as you normally would on Amazon. Just don't buy a fire stick. And uh, uh, you don't incur any extra charges. You're not going to get charged anything extra. But a percentage will get kicked back to us here at the 20x20 ring crew to help us 
keep the show free and hosted for free online for you guys to peruse and listen to at your leisure. So thank you. Thank you for all that. Yes, thank you. Uh, as always, we have wrestling on in the background. We are still watching the November 11th edition of Monday Night Raw with Lana in the ring uh, talking about some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, on the bigger, more important screen, because here at the 20 by 20 ring crew, we have dual screens to watch wrestling. Uh, We're still watching the San Jose show hosted by New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I believe it's a tag match. Main event time. Main event time. Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker himself, taking on Kota Ibushi and the amazing Red Holy shit. Business is about to pick up, as JR would say. Um, yeah, Red Shoes just checked that little Osprey. He also checked his booty because he gave him a little slap. <laughs> a, little, a little weird. But um, yeah, this, this, should be a, this should be a doozy for sure. You and I talked about John Moxley versus Kenny Omega earlier in the show and yes. how people were so um, not happy with the ultra-violent angle there. Yeah, that uh, that has culminated in the ring between these two, and you and I both know there's there's you know two sides to that coin. Some people love the violence, some people can't stand it. As the old saying goes, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I, I bring it up because there's a lot of wrestling fans today that have gotten into wrestling because of of a lot of the current stars or current products that are out there. Sure. And they don't know jack shit about anything that has gone on previous. How is this relevant to uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega? I'll tell you. Um, something called the Muda Scale. For those of you who don't know, it, this is even in the Urban Dictionary, mind you. This is how how important, how how vital and visceral this term is to professional wrestling. The Muda Scale refers to a match from December 14th of 1992 in New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Great Muda had came back from his United States excursion in WCW. And he was taking on uh, quite the workhorse in Hiroshi Hase. And the match wasn't supposed to be anything but your typical strong-style New Japan Pro Wrestling match. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem was blood got introduced. And the Great Muda during the match had had bladed. He cut himself on purpose because it was part of the storytelling of the match. Okay. But he bladed himself way too deep. So by the time this happened, all of his face paint had already been off. Because Hiroshi Hase took it off mm-hmm. throughout the match. So this happens. Muda blades himself. And he is literally a faucet of blood. Uh, there is blood, all all kinds of pints of blood coming out of his face. To where he literally does have a crimson mask. And it looks like his face paint never went away. It just became completely blood red. Right. That's how bad he was bleeding. Um... So when you hear certain pro wrestling fans use the term Muda Scale, that's what we're talking about. Um, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, there are 
entire wrestling companies outside of the U.S. that and inside the U.S. that pride themselves on offering you nothing but death matches. Why is this important? I'll tell you why. Because one unsanctioned match on a pay-per-view that involved a bed of barbed wire mm-hmm. and some broken glass in the ring yeah. and people getting cut up, it really does, as, as fucked up as this sounds, it really does pale in comparison to what has already been done over the years. Yeah. You and I will talk more about the Muda scale later on in mm-hmm. a different episode. I want to do a Muda scale episode with some of the bloodiest matches. But trust me, folks, takes a quick YouTube search to go learn about some of the bloodiest matches in wrestling history. And I guarantee you, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned street fight or a lights out match is not up there. <laughs> it's just, it's nowhere near. I'm sorry. This is the... And, I, and I'm not going to do this again. Listen to part one of this podcast. This is the ignorance that I that I mentioned. The, the uneducated fan. For those who have a problem with, with it being too hardcore or saying this is all AEW is doing, the reason why you're a problem is because you're, you're like... You're, you're just like a, 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 a bickering child that just... You, we don't pay attention to you. We don't take you seriously, but you're still there. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of what this really comes down to. Um, I don't take anybody anything that what anybody said regarding that too seriously, because it wasn't it wasn't that. I mean, I the the, the spot you just showed me with Cody had more blood than than the Moxley, than the Moxley match. match. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's it, it it is the Jesus part. Of something that happened on WWE. The problem is is that you have you have a fan base that is only looking at two different things, and and a lot of them are it seems like newer to the to the business. Sure, you know, like for example, the situation that we talked about with, with uh, MJF and Cody. How many times has that happened throughout pro yeah, wrestling? Yeah, how many, how many times have I personally seen the towel thrown in on title matches? And, you know, we get it. Joe and I were big wrestling marks. We've been watching this basically our entire lives. And we love pro wrestling. And, you know, we're not, we're, I'm not attacking anybody who's not as educated about pro wrestling as we are. And there's people out there who are more educated in pro wrestling than, than Joe and I are. And and I wouldn't feel good if they attacked us, and then not nor do they attack us. And I'm not attacking anybody for that matter. But you have to do your research. When I when I first got into wrestling, the first and to keep in mind, this is pre smartphones. This is pre having the internet at my fingertips. I mean, it existed, but I didn't have it. You know, when I got into wrestling, I just I wanted to absorb everything I can. You know, trading tapes and and doing everything I can to get as much information as I possibly could because I, I, I loved what I saw and I wanted to know more about it. So I could tell you about things that happened way before I was even born. That's just because of my fandom and, and, and the level that it's at. 
it's okay if you're not at that point, but if you're going to comment, if you're going to go out there and, and, and say these untrue statements, then you're going to be called out on them. You have to understand that hardcore wrestling, whether you like it or not, there's people out there that call it garbage wrestling, and that's their opinion, but hardcore wrestling is a work of art and is a style of professional wrestling in the same way that technical wrestling and strong style and lucha libre are all styles of professional wrestling. You know, some people might might look at a guy like John Moxley and say he's nothing more but a glorified hardcore wrestler. Or a Mick Foley. Mick Foley, same thing. They'll worship the ground he walks on. <laughs> but when he was, you know, being thrown off cells and, and having two stuck up you know, up his nose yeah. and having his ear literally ripped off. I mean, he was, oh, he's just a glorified stuntman or, or he's this or he's that. And now you worship the ground he walks on. You know, John Moxley, is, he, he became what he became because of hardcore wrestling. That is what he does. That's why he got signed to the WWE. Yes. <laughs> You know, I mean, it was his time in CZW. I mean, look at look at go back to those matches in CZW, and see John Moxley matches and see just how brutal he can be. And let's look at guys like like today, newer guys or younger guys, I should say, a Joey Janela, a Jimmy Havoc, a Mance Warner. These guys are known for hardcore wrestling. Are they not entertaining? No, that's not the case. Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan is known for hardcore wrestling. I don't know if he still is, but he was for the longest time the head booker of CZW. Right. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it, 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 there's a reason why he is known as the draw, and he's so good at what he does. Can he do hardcore wrestling? Yeah, because he's willing to do it. He's not afraid of it, and he's really good at it, but he can do so much more. As can everybody else that I just named. This is something that they're known for. It, it exists for a reason. You know, the, the comparing it to ECW is stupid because ECW, the problem with ECW is that it was oversaturation of hardcore. It was too much hardcore for, for this audience and for sponsorships. And you're trying to get TV. During a time when streaming wasn't really a, an option, you had to get national TV, and national TV just wasn't ready for that. I don't know if they are to this day. No, ready for no, that. they're not because clearly you can't handle a a lights out match on pay per view, let alone yeah, yeah, let alone yeah, regular TV. So yeah, you're, you're right. But uh, you know, so that's the reason why ECW failed. Not because it was necessarily too hardcore, but it was too hardcore for mainstream. Uh, AEW is nowhere near that. You know what AEW is? It's it's what we called MLW last week when we when we called and ran through Saturday Night Superfight. It is just a complete breeding ground of any kind of wrestling that exists. You got Lucha Libre, you got Strong Style, you got Hardcore, you got Technical Wrestling, you got Power Wrestling, you got it all. You know, both from men and women. 
Yeah, this stands out. Had Moxley and Omega not be the main event and not go almost 40 minutes, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. But because that's your main event, and because it went so long, and they put, they did so much during the match, you know, it's, oh, we, you went too far. Guys, the, you haven't seen anything yet. If this, <laughs> if this is too far for you, then you might need to stop watching because it's, it's only going to get... There's only going to get worse yeah. as far as, you know, hardcore goes. I mean, that's the thing about companies like AEW and wrestlers like Omega and Moxley. They're constantly raising the bar as far as they can go. This is not the last time that we see Moxley and Omega in a match together. Hopefully it's the last time for a while, you know, prolong this this rivalry and, and, sure, and make yeah. it special. But it's definitely not the, uh, the, the last time. I mean... I mean you guys, you guys complain about a fucking hardcore match. Last hour of fucking Raw is happening right now, and we're having a fucking squash match about to happen. So, um, yep. I'd rather watch people beat the shit out of each other <laughs> than a fucking squash match. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, um, no, you're absolutely right. As far as the the crimson mask or the the Muda effect, the Muda scale, Muda scale. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, yeah, this is this doesn't compare. Fails in comparison to to what we saw. Uh, I don't think we've seen anything in AEW quite quite there yet. No, no. <laughs> and and here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's what's Shawn Michaels? That guy bled. I mean, it, him him fucking juicing even the tiniest bit. I mean, I mean, I'll never forget WrestleMania 20, which is a match we don't talk about anymore because it featured Chris Benoit. Yeah. But I mean, that was a crimson mask. Yeah, and that was just bad. He, I remember he he just came out of nowhere, and he's just bleeding. Yeah, like so bad. Even Jim Ross was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> it took him off guard. So like that, that shit happens. I don't, uh, I don't know where, where this random hate for it happened, other than the fact that it's not the glitter shit that I talked about earlier. Glitter shit, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe there's a squash match going on Monday Night Raw this late in the... The last, last fucking hour. Yeah, this is crazy. I can see this being the main event. What if that's the main event? Oh, God. Um, yeah, this is going to do it for us this week. Um... <laughs> we, we are still in the midst of uh, fantasy booking our first... Good Brothers Tournament, all um, brother tag teams, whether they be kayfabe or not. And, what do you uh, think's in the bag? Eric Rowan's got a bag of something. What do you think is it? What if it is Snake? And be like, oh, how original is that? Yeah. WWE fans would be like, oh, that's so original. I've never yeah. seen that before. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? We're probably not going to see what's in there. It's a lizard. It's a turtle. It's going to be... Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's a snake. It's probably some sort of lizard. Crocodile or something. I mean, if it was a turtle, I mean, if it was a snapping turtle, I'd be afraid of that fucking yeah. thing. Fuck that. Shit, I ain't trying to get fucking... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a new move at the choke slam where he grabs you by the face. Face choke. Face choke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you No, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, we're going to get geared up and uh, try to get excited for war games 
in the coming weeks. Um, oh, I do want to. I do want to uh, throw out one thing real quick. It was just announced earlier this this week. Oh, there's our main event. That's that's pretty cool. I guess, right? Maybe. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus the Viking Raiders. That potentially it's got, it's could got be got potential. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Unless they, you know, they it becomes like a twenty-man tag team match later on. Well, I mean, we are in the midst of war game season, so yeah, that's a possibility. But um, next year, and I, we're going to talk about this more. But it just made an official Impact Wrestling announce. Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard for the title. What do you think? It's 2020 the year where we finally see a woman woman as world champion? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? (laughs) So now the stage is set, right? Yeah. You and I have been talking about this on and off for the past couple months. Yep. I already called it. I called it that it's going to happen and she's going to win. I'm not saying it's going to happen on the first time, but in, in the year 2020... Tessa Blanchard will be Impact World Champion. Episode eighty-seven. You heard it first, folks. Uh, I, it's, you know what? I'm, I'm a, you know me. I've always been one to throw out bold predictions. I'm gonna tell you this right now. That's a prediction, but I don't know if it's so bold because I, I think I think it's bound to happen now. No pun intended. <laughs> the 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 more intriguing part of all this now is: Are we going to see someone beat them to the punch? So we're in the middle of November. Yeah. There's a month and a half left in, in the, the the year 2019. Do we see another organization beat Impact to the Punch and crown a world champion that is female? And if so, who do you think it's going to be? Um, it's tough. It's, it, right now... I would say it's tough because of the. I would love to say MLW being that company, but I don't see them having Jacob Fatu drop to anybody right now. I I don't know about the situation with NWA. I don't. I don't you know, think it'll be in NWA. Yeah. I mean, unless they, you know, they've been surprising the hell out of everybody. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility, but uh, that's a big, big deal. Um, Only because that is the oldest world heavyweight championship in existence. Right, exactly. um, Uh, But then who? I mean, AEW, are are they really in the position to do that? I, I don't, I'm not so sure either. Who would it be? Who would it be? I mean, I could see somebody like Awesome Kong win that title. Sure, yeah. Uh, she has ties to, to to Brandy Rhodes, who obviously is the... Yeah, they've been doing the promos every week now. Yeah. And, you know, she has ties to Cody, and, and, and that could be something. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't... I really don't know who, who could take that, because no, and it, to be fair... Nobody in women's wrestling anywhere could uh, it has has is on the role that Tessa Blanchard's on. 
I will say this, if somebody is trying to do it to get themselves over, Ring of Honor might want to consider doing something like that. It's a good point. Um, to to be to say, hey, we, we did it first, come watch our product. Uh, I don't know if, if Roosh would be so willing to, to get a woman over. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but then again, if he drops that title to PCO, PCO is a goofball that would do anything. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but... but but the way they have shows lined up, it's kind of impossible. Yeah. So. Yeah. So right now, I mean, the exception of international companies, like maybe a a a, a Mexican company like AAA or CMLL, but then again, I don't, I don't I don't see that happening. Japan, it's almost like a, a hard no at this point right now, at least for the like that close. I mean, we're only talking like a month and a half. So no, uh, no Becky Lynch. No. No Charlotte Flair. Not not. No Shayna Baszler. Not by the twelfth. I don't see them think. I don't. I don't see them doing that. I don't. They don't look at Impact Wrestling as anything special and like and trying to get themselves over over Impact Wrestling. You know what I would do if I was booking WWE right now? You got Survivor Series coming up, right? Yeah. Book it. Book it to where you know you've got. Uh, You've got Seth Rollins. He, I'm, you know, he's. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's in in a tag match, right? Or no, he's in the. I think he's he's in the Survivor Series match. Is he in the Survivor Series match? Yeah, because okay. he doesn't have a belt anymore. Oh, that's right. Okay. Somehow, get him the belt. Right by Survivor Series. By Survivor Series, or shortly after Survivor Series. Who's there to congratulate him? Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. his now real life fiance, sure, and he goes to defend the title on Raw. She costs him the match, and he's all like, "What the fuck?" And there you have it. She puts she puts her name in in the running. I want that belt. Mm-hmm. I want that championship. And then she gets the win. Yeah. Over Seth Rollins. And the only reason I, I say Seth Rollins in particular, again, I'm not high up on this guy. Sure. But it makes for compelling television because they're a real life couple. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, and they would get a ton of fucking heat. Yeah. For beating Impact to the punch, especially from Impact fans, so uh, it, I just I just think about it now. It makes sense that Morgan Webster and and uh, Mark Andrews are are on Raw. They I forgot this is a UK show. Oh, so, that's right. You're right. Yeah, so then didn't have to travel too far. Um, but yeah, uh, I I I guess that that totally makes sense. That's probably really the only plausible thing I can see right now. Uh, besides Charlotte Flair, because they just give her any fucking belt. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, Tessa Blanchard—they they have until January twelfth yeah. of twenty twenty at Hard to Kill. Is the name of the pay per view happening at the Bomb Factory in Dallas, Texas? So, if you're going to be in the Dallas area, yeah. I would highly suggest getting tickets for the yeah, show. Yeah, you're probably going to witness it. Well, you're going to witness history. But yeah, regardless, because yeah, she's competing exactly, for the belt. Exactly, exactly. But you might you might see something that has never been seen before in professional wrestling times two. 
uh, in that sense. Uh, also, you get to see Brian Cage versus uh, the very bitter Rob Van Dam. Uh, so oh, far, man. Yeah, tell me about so, it. <laughs> but, um, the, yeah. the whole bitter show. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just had to point out, like, that's, I, I love, I love progress. You know, we talked about progress with the Saudi Arabia show and the women's match. You know, we're having progress here in the United States and, and Tessa Blanchard, I, I said this, I said this on, on my personal Facebook page. It was announced for Warrior Wrestling 7, and I don't know if it's going to happen anymore because apparently he's hurt. Uh, though he looked good here. He, he did. Okay. So maybe it's minor. Um, but Will Ospreay is supposed to be at Warrior Wrestling 7. It's in our backyard. It is, man. And it's his only, his only U.S. date out that's not with New Japan. Uh, so that's huge. I, I don't know how they're doing this. But, um, oh, I remarked. Didn't you see my remark? Oh, I, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, and I, I, I mean, agree. shit, if that's the case and they are doing that, then Fuck I, it. I might start donating more money. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Um, uh, so I, I made, the, I made the, the remark, you know, that they got Will Ospreay, who my pick for 2019 wrestler of the year. I know I'm jumping the gun here. I, you know, we're going to talk about that more. Uh, as as uh, really next month, but but Tessa Blanchard is another one too that has just been killing it, really since last year, but this year especially, uh, and, and and deserves to be recognized. And you know we talk about women's movement, and and, and a lot of WWE fans are going to say that WWE is the one that started all that. That's bullshit. They they were not. They're so far behind schedule. And uh, Impact Wrestling, who didn't start it either, they're they're going to take such a major step if they give if they give her that title, and uh, it'd be well deserved. Because who else is, is 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 putting in work that she is right now besides Sammy Callahan, who she's fighting? Right. So I mean, two two really well deserving people, and Sammy Callahan. You can say what you want to say about him. That guy puts business before before personal anything. And uh, they those two had a war. I finally saw that not too long ago. Their war from Slammiversary. Hell of a fucking match. If it's going to be anything like that, we're, we're in for another treat come January 12th. So uh, if you're in the Dallas, Texas area, be sure to get tickets for that show. You're not, definitely not going to want to miss that one. And on that note, we are definitely going to end the show now. Yeah, we got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official facebook page uh if you want to come talk to matt and i man every week come talk to us come talk to us and um there, there's not a whole lot of takers man uh, a few here and there mm-hmm. but uh for all for all the trash talking i, I don't get very many people approaching me so <laughs> uh facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20 talk is where you can talk to Matt and I on Facebook. Um, we're also on Twitter. Hey, tweet us at 20x20crew on Twitter. Uh, we are also on Instagram. Please send us photos of you at live shows. Let us know what you're enjoying, uh, who you've seen in your neck of the woods. I'm always interested because you never know. Uh, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. And, uh, of course, we are still in the midst of the Good Brothers fantasy tag team tournament uh we'll have more on uh, those matches in the coming weeks 
but uh, that is part of our exclusive YouTube content, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube will take you directly to our YouTube page, our YouTube channel, and please hit that subscribe button, hit the little bell, ring the little bell, and uh, support your 20 by 20 ring crew as we see Okada talking backstage after the New Japan San Jose show. But, uh, and as always, we we are available at our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, where you can find all of our past episodes, merchandise, um, stuff about the Muda scale, nipple pictures, you name it, we've oh. got it. Uh, we also have the reason Lana left Rusev, it's on there. For all you WWE marks. <laughs> <laughs> for all those who, who give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank thank you again, everybody. It uh, you know we're we're sitting here doing the math and and looking at the uh, analytics and just to just to to hear officially that Matt and I have had more listeners than the past three Ring of Honor shows is just mind-boggling to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword, and, uh, you know, thank you guys for listening, but also go please support Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to shy away from this. I I want more. I want more listeners out there. And yeah, I, absolutely. And, and I know there, there's, there's stuff that needs to be done with, with this podcast to, to help uh, fix that. Uh, and I take full responsibility for that, for if, if you know, for us not being quite there yet. But uh, regardless, I, I I love every single person that uh, that listens to this podcast, even those that don't like me. That's that's so cool. You're still listening. Uh, you're still supporting small podcasts. Yeah, thank just you. Just by listening, so thank you for that. Um, this is it's 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 surreal. It's surreal to even have people that listen to us every single week and, and talk wrestling so uh something that you know we, we joe and i will never will never take lightly you know this is a huge huge deal for us so uh on that note uh uh i i be, just in case i forget to mention this because we are going to talk <laughs> we, we are going to talk more uh wrestle kingdom as we get closer but it has been officially announced that tatsu naito might actually be able to Win both the Intercontinental and Heavyweight title because oh, man. night two, January fifth, champion versus champion is officially happening. So uh, he's got to be Jay White first. He's got to be somebody who he has not been able to beat. He's got to be him first. But uh, that's for a future conversation. I just want I just want to express my excitement to that. So until next week, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You guys have been fantastic, and until episode 88, we will see See you in the the ring. ring. This episode of the 20x20 Ring Crew is brought to you by GameStop. GameStop, where you can buy new and used video games, consoles, and accessories. Got games you no longer play? Trade them in for cash or credit towards a new game to add to your collection. Become a pro member and save even more money on your purchases, trade-ins, and even get special offers not available to everyone else. If games aren't your thing, GameStop has a wide range of toys, apparel, board games, and other collectibles including pop vinyls, 
including exclusives not sold anywhere else. Visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash GameStop to find out how you can get started. And remember, power to the players.